What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fighting Chance Fight for the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Brad George, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Connor Shears. You can find me on Twitter at FFCheesehead, and Connor's on Twitter at Connor Shears, that's C-O-N-N-E-R-S-H-E-A-R-S. Connor, what's going on, buddy, and how was your week eight? Oh, pretty good, man. My week eight was actually, I had a great week last week. I know a lot of people were complaining about it being a bad week of football, but, <clears throat> you know, Broncos had that amazing comeback win against the stupid Chargers, and uh, that was a really great feeling. Finally got it going in the fourth quarter there, and my fantasy teams went, and all my fantasy head-to-head matchups, I went 7-1, and one. so it was a pretty solid week for me. <laughs> that sounds about as good as it can get for you. Yeah, it was a decent week for me. I mean, my Packers lost, but I was able to pull out some money on DraftKings and cash. Uh, Brandon Ayuk with a, you know, late fourth quarter with Nick Mullins put me over the top, uh, made it a weekend in the green, I guess you could say. So not a bad week, but uh, it was kind of a weird week in DFS last week. Not my favorite slate, but uh, definitely excited for this week nine, man. We got some really interesting uh, matchups. Uh, what are your first thoughts on, on this weekend? Uh, you know, your Broncos and uh, any anything else? Well, man, I'm excited to see uh, hopefully Drew Locke can uh, have a good game against this uh, Falcons defense. If he doesn't have a good game, then Twitter's going to have a field day with him, but we'll see how that goes. So I'm excited <laughs> for that game, but uh, overall, I think it's going to be a good week. we got a lot of good matchups going on, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. What about you, man? Yeah, which, I know, which man. of these matchups is your which which matchup are you most excited for this week? I mean, one that draws my attention right away is that Seattle Buffalo game, especially just because it's in Buffalo. You know, Seahawks are six and one, Bills are six and two. That game sticks out to me. Both, you know, good explosive offenses going against pretty bad defenses. So I got my eye on that game. I I like that game in DFS too, but. Uh, I'd say that's my favorite game. I'll definitely be tuned into that one. I, I, that Broncos Atlanta game is really interesting too, man. We got a lot of cheap players in DFS, so looking to take advantage of that uh, with some possible, you know, game stacks in DFS. But um, what do you say, man? Let's dig in. Um, our plan here: we're just going to run through the noon games, and uh, we're going to get you covered anything DFS related, and uh, we're going to touch on some dynasty and season long stuff too. It's an exciting time of year. I mean, we're we're in week nine. I know, you know, the playoff push is, is we're in the thick of it in season-long leagues. And, um, you know, even if you're, you know, three and five in your season-long leagues, you know, you're definitely not out of it. You just got to make some right moves and stay with it. Um, so, Connor, let's get started, man. Let's start with the first game here. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are coming in at five and two. This looks like a really nice game, man. The the Ravens are actually favored on the road here by a field goal. Uh, Ravens come into the this game leading the NFL in rushing, but the Colts are actually the second best in rushing defense, allowing only 79 yards per game. So uh, they're pretty stout against the run, man. We also got Mark Ingram. He's out for the uh, for the Ravens. Well, he's doubtful. So looks like he's he's very unlikely to play. Um, we also saw J.K. Dobbins emerge last week. Um, 
getting some touches. What are your first thoughts on this game, man? Uh, and any thoughts on J.K. Dobbins? You think he's finally got this role on lock here? I think it's, you know, it's his lose for sure, I think, at this point. So I'm ready for the Dobbins breakout. It's incoming. It may not be this week. This, it's a tough Colts defense. I know you, you're maybe a little unsure about the Colts defense, but I, you know, I think they're, uh, I think they're a stout defense and we haven't seen a whole lot from Dobbins. So um, it might not happen this week, but the Dobbins breakout is definitely incoming. So we'll see, but you know, as far as the matchup itself goes, <clears throat> Ravens are, they have a stout defense going too. And, and the Colts offense is, you know, kind of up and down this season. So I really would like to see Jonathan Taylor, another rookie running back, get it going before this year's over. I think that the rookie running back takeover is going to happen sooner than later, but they just have some tough, tough matchups going on and they haven't looked great in the last few weeks. So hopefully they can get it going. We'll see though. What about you? What do you yeah. think about those rookie running backs? Man, uh, <clears throat> Touching on Jonathan Taylor, man, just disappointing. I mean, he just hasn't looked good, honestly. I think he had nine nine carries for 22 yards. It looks like he pretty much got benched. Um, you know, his coach said that he was a little banked up. I think they used the words nicked up or something like that. Yeah. But, so he's questionable going into this game, I believe. Um, and that, that hopefully that had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure. You got a full practice <laughs> in Thursday, and uh, I don't know. It wasn't just last game either. I mean, he uh, just hasn't been hitting the holes quickly. I mean, I don't know. He just doesn't look as explosive compared to others around him as he is, as he did in college. You know, I do have faith in him long term, but man, I don't know. I have JT in a couple season long leagues, and and I'm I'm benching him in those leagues this week. Um, I think for Chase Edmonds and both of them. So it's not that hard of a decision for me, but yeah. Um, as for, uh, <clears throat> as for JK Dobbins, I mean, he went over hundred yards against the Steelers last week. So that was I interesting, man. Yeah. Many 113 yards last week. I think he had uh, right around 15 carries. So um, that was interesting against one of the top defenses, especially run defenses in the league. So promising for JK Dobbins. I think he's a pretty strong start this week. Um, I love Lamar in this start, too. Um, I know their offensive line's banged up. Um, they lost some key pieces. I think Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Stanley, I think he's out. Um, but uh, Lamar on turf, man, I just think I think he's a good, a good bet, you know, to light it up on the ground. And uh, I think Mark Andrews is a really strong play, too. He's coming in at 4,800 on DraftKings when, you know, typically throughout the season he's been hovering closer to the 6,000 range so to see him you know under 5,000 I think Mark Andrews is a really strong cheap play he's as good of a bet as you know almost any receiver to get multiple touchdowns um so love Mark Andrews um yeah any other thoughts on this game man oh, how I didn't realize J.K. Dobbins went off like that I thought he had a man game again but yeah just looking at it he had a great game so I don't know yeah. but hopefully he has another great game but I know. I also yeah. hope Jonathan Taylor finally has a great game. So. <laughs> we'll see, man. I uh, I'm almost at the wait and wait and prove it to me at this point because last South. week a lot of people around me had some heavy owners ownership and you know daily um, and 
I don't know, man. The guy just hasn't been delivering lately, so we'll see. But let's move on, man. We got uh, the game I was talking about, one of my favorite games on the slate. We got the 6-1 and one Seattle Seahawks heading to the 6-2 and two Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks, again, are favored on the road here by a field goal. Um, this looks like an awesome game, man. Russ, Russ heading against Josh Allen. Both of these guys have been, uh, you know, MVP front runners early on in the season. I think it's definitely – Definitely Russ is to lose at this point, but what are your first thoughts on this game? Yeah, I agree with you about uh, Russell Wilson. Mr. Unlimited is definitely going to win MVP unless he screws up somehow, but I don't see that happening. Um, it was definitely a lot tighter between Josh Allen and, and Wilson, you know, early in the season, but I think Russell's pulling away now. Um, uh, I'm excited to see this matchup for sure. It's a good just another good matchup that like we were talking about, but um, you know, like you said, Jamal Adams coming back. That's a, that's a huge deal. It's been, man, how many weeks was he out for? That was God. He's been out for a while now because I had him in an IDP league. Um, So he's been out for a minute. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to have a monster game this week. Um, He'll probably have a big, Big game, in my opinion. What do you think about uh, who's got uh, who's going to have more fantasy points this week, Josh Allen or Russell Wilson? Ooh, that's a really good question. I got to lean with my boy Russ. Um, I, I do love Josh Allen, especially in this spot. Um, I, I mean, like we just said, Russ is the favorite for the MVP, so I, I got to lean with my boy here. Um, this is this is a fun game, man couple other injury notes here uh the seattle backfield's banged up so uh carlos side he's been declared out with a hamstring injury also um <clears throat> excuse me also um why am i blanking um chris carson he's also been rolled out with a foot injury so man it puts in dj dallas into another really interesting spot here in the in the seahawks backfield so um, he didn't look especially great, you know, I wouldn't say, but he did find the end zone twice last week for the Seahawks, and it just shows, um, you know, what a running back can do in, in an explosive offense like the Seahawks. So keep your eye on DJ Dallas, man, especially if Travis Homer, Homer doesn't play either. I did see they activated Alex Collins, I think, or they just signed him recently. So, uh, but I'm not too worried. I think DJ Dallas is the guy to get, you know, at least a dozen touches here. Um we all interesting stat here, man. The Seahawks defense has been getting blown up. They're allowing 358 passing yards per game and no NFL team in history has allowed over 300 yards per game throughout an entire season. And man, they're looking good. They're pushing, (laughs) they're pushing 360 through eight weeks, which is just insane. So like you said, uh, Josh Allen's looking really good, man. Uh, Stefan Diggs has the highest weighted opportunity in, in the entire league. And, Weighted opportunity is essentially target share and average depth where it's weighted by the depth of the target. So he's getting, you know, over 30% of his team's targets and he's getting them way down the field. So Stefan Diggs looks like one of the strongest wide receiver plays on the entire slate, in my opinion. We also have John Brown, who I think is a really sneaky, strong play too. He's coming at dirt cheap at 4,600 on DraftKings. He Hasn't really done much in the last month or so, but he's uh, last week he was on the field for you know almost all the snaps with Josh Allen and in this game environment, 
Um, I, I think Smokey Brown has a chance to really, really have a nice game, and he's dirt cheap on DFS. So he's one of my favorite cheap wide receiver wide receiver plays on the slate. Um, <clears throat> like yeah, John said, Brown, sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, I was just going to add, uh, like you said, Jamal Adams, he's going to be back for the Seahawks D. They also just traded for Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals, which I just totally laughed at. But any other thoughts on the Seattle-Buffalo game, man? Uh, yeah, I just want to point out that, you know, last week Devin Singletary and Zach Moss uh, each had 14 carries apiece. So uh, Singletary had 14 for 86 yards, and Moss went uh, – he had 14 for 81 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, these guys have a good opportunity uh, this week against this Seahawks defense to have another good game. But we'll see if it turns into a, you know, shootout. You know, those guys might not get as many carries or opportunities, but it's a good opportunity, I think. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. 50-50 right down the middle. That's crazy to see 14-14. And uh looked like Moss was getting the goal line carries, though. You know, once they get inside the 10, he's getting the ball. So hey, he finally had a good – I'd call this a breakout week for him, finally. You know, he hadn't done much all season long. Yeah. I had him in at least one uh, redraft, you know, one season long league. And I had dropped him a couple weeks ago, and I really needed a running back, so I picked him back up. And then he had that, you know, 20-point performance for me. So that was pretty solid. So I think he's a he's probably a pretty solid option moving forward in your season longs. I think, um, but I think this this game will be good. Well, it'll be interesting to see their usage, uh, especially if they're especially if the game script turns into a passing one. Absolutely. Question: uh, If you could only have one DK or Lockett in this game, who are you taking? I I gotta go DK. He's just a beast. Absolutely, but, I agree. But I can't fault anyone for saying <laughs> Lockett. For sure, he's got the good <laughs> slot matchup. But Bills have been getting torched by the slot. But man, DK is just a different breed, bro. Yeah, he's love, a monster. Love, love DK. All right, man. Let, let's move on. Next game, we got the three and five Carolina Panthers heading to the seven and one Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are a ten and a half point favorite here. Um, looks like we get Christian McCaffrey back this week, bro. So should be uh, exciting to get him back. We'll see. I'm interested to see how much Mike Davis will be involved, if at all. You know, um, we also have the Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Hilaire situation to monitor. Uh, this looks like, looks like a really interesting game. Uh, what are your first takeaways on this game, man? And do you think the, the Panthers, you know, and Teddy, can they keep up with the Chiefs in this game? I don't know if they can, man. Uh, probably not, but you know, there's all any given Sunday, right? So yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the even though that like that Broncos Chiefs game just looked insanely lopsided, the defense was they played really well and they kept that offense in check. They just gave up, you know, a pick six and a, a kick return for a touchdown, and then the game just kind of got out of hand after that. So if the Panthers can just contain Patrick Mahomes and their offense can actually put up some points instead of giving up points, then they do have a chance. So it can be done, but likelihood is probably not, but they do have the pieces and the weapons to do that. I'm a, I love Robbie Anderson. I love DJ Moore. They're going to use Christian McCaffrey. I mean, 
I don't think they'd bring him back if he wasn't 100%. Like, they waited this long. We all kind of expect him to be back a little sooner. So I think they have kept him out until he was definitely 100%. So we should probably get a healthy dose of Christian McCaffrey this week. I just – I'm going to miss the uh, the Mike Davis lotto that I won for <laughs> that. <laughs> That was nice, but you know that yeah. time I knew I knew it was going to end eventually, and it was even better than I expected. You know, no one expected him to score twenty plus points per game for those those several games. His use or his production dropped off. You know, the touchdowns kind of fell off there for these last few games. But I know, yeah, Mike, I, Mike, go ahead. Sorry, I don't think Mike Davis is going to end up doing a whole lot in this game unless you know McCaffrey kind of re re-aggravate something but I think we'll get a healthy dose of McCaffrey and we might just see we'll probably just see Mike Davis spell him here and there just to get McCaffrey some breaks you know just like the past so it'll probably go back to the usual what were you gonna say absolutely agree man they're paying the guy 64 million dollars I think they're gonna feed him the ball (laughs) I think that yeah they waited till he's completely healthy and I mean the guy was what was he playing like 97, 98% of the offensive snaps. So even if he takes a dip down to 90, <laughs> like the, stu- the guy's yeah. still in absolutely elite territory. Um, this is an interesting game because um, we know the chiefs are going to score. So um, I do tend to like the Panthers receivers in this spot. I almost like them every single week. Um, and they're affordable too. Robbie's at 6.3 K on, on DraftKings, and DJ Moore is down at 5.6 K. So, DJ Moore is one of my favorite mid to low value receivers because they're just looking for him in the end zone, man. Robbie Anderson has one touchdown on the year. They just don't look for him in the end zone. You know, that could change definitely, but. um, They don't really look for DJ Moore either, man. They, they, last game he didn't get any targets until like the last drive when they were and like two minute drill like he had a couple of targets that entire game until the last drive so and even the week before that whenever he had two touchdowns he had two targets and two touchdowns up up until like the last drive of the game again so it's just such it's so volatile I don't I don't understand why they're not designing more plays for DJ Moore so I don't know I mean they look like they're designing plays for Curtis Samuel I love Curtis Samuel, yeah. but why can't they yeah. design plays for DJ Moore too? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're totally right. DJ Moore, I mean, he has he has exactly five targets in, in three of the last four games. So you're right. And they five all targets. came in the last minute of the fucking Tough. game. Stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, the team his team target share though, when they do get around the end zone among the wide receivers, they they are throwing it to him and really not chucking it to Robbie. But um I do Man, I do tend to kind of lean Robbie in this game, but he's also a little bit more expensive. So I do like both of the receivers. I think DJ Moore is going to be pretty popular. Uh, he kind of always is in DFS. Um, man, the Chiefs, though, they've just been lighting it up. Uh, Mahomes, if, it, if Russ ain't the MVP, it's, it's got to be Mahomes. His touchdown to interception ratio is 21 to 1 at this point. Um, over the last two games, Chiefs are averaging 39 points. And um, it, they just look – Man, I, I just don't know if anybody can stop the Chiefs from heading to the Super Bowl, uh, especially since the Ravens have shown some flaws this year. The Steelers are undefeated, which has kind of been <laughs> really interesting, but I still don't know. Um, Honestly, I'm so glad that I picked him 
third overall with my first dynasty pick in the Southern League. If I have to watch him just do this for the next 15 years, I might as well win some some dynasty leagues out of that, right? I don't know. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I find myself kind of rooting for Patrick Mahomes sometimes, and it feels a little weird. But, you know, it's more of a – it's going to happen anyway, so I might as well – ride the wave right like you yep. said the other day just young one piece goat. of that chief's offense yep <clears throat> gotta love Mahomes, man the young goat yeah but i'm ready to move on man any other thoughts on this panthers chiefs game here yeah i want to say that colin cowherd is an idiot <laughs> and he said that patrick mahomes is naturally cool i'm like no he's not he's not i just say patrick mahomes is not naturally cool <laughs> <laughs> He's the biggest dork ever, but whatever. Let's move on to the next All right, match enough up. said. We got <laughs> we got the Bears at the Tennessee Titans here. Bears are five and three. Uh, Titans are five and two. Co- uh, Titans started five and zero. Oh. They're coming off back to back losses, and we got the Titans are six and a half point favorites here. This is looks like an, a really interesting kind of slugfest, ugly game here. Uh, Initial notes, the Titans cornerback crew is a little bit banged up. Adoree Jackson, he missed practice on Thursday, and he has yet to be activated on the active roster. They also recently released uh, veteran cornerback Jonathan Joseph. So this looks like a pretty interesting game here. What are your first takeaways on on Bears at Titans? Um, Well, I got uh, A.J. Brown and Allen Robinson in multiple leagues so i uh i'm definitely rooting for those guys i love aj brown i am a big time aj brown fan for sure um let's see he's a grown-ass man he is one two three four five six seventh in points per game so i think uh he's got a lot of value um just my admiration. I love. I love. A- I love AJ Brown, dude. He's a beast. So, that's my initial thoughts on this matchup. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And uh, you know, we know the Titans. They they're gonna ride Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, and then usually it's like one other guy, whether it's Corey Davis or Jonu Smith. Um, past few games has been Corey Davis as that third guy. Um, after John o. Davis really started the year smashing, man. I know he had, you know, like five touchdowns within the first month of the season or so. Um, but within the last few weeks, man, I think in the last three games, he only has four catches for 51 yards combined. So John o. Smith's been struggling a little bit. He's always a candidate to bounce back, you know, as a red zone target. Um, Derrick Henry, uh, he obviously we're playing him in season long with confidence. The Bears defense, while they're great, I don't think they're as great as, you know, they used to be. I still think Derrick Henry can get his. He's always a threat to go, you know, two touchdowns over 100. Um, I think he's a good tournament play in DFS, especially on FanDuel, where it's where it's just half-point PPR, where it's less PPR, uh, you know, influenced, where you, Derrick Henry isn't the best play sometimes, you know what I mean? But um, – yeah. He's always, man, I, I think he's going to go low on this week because people are going to see him against the Bears, and uh, especially after a game last week where he didn't completely explode. So like him in tournaments, A.J. Brown's obviously a stud. Not really playing anybody else. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think Tannehill is due for a kind of a quiet game. 
Um, much anything else you got? Mm. Anything on the Bears? I mean, besides Allen Robinson, I know you're playing. We got to play Dave or uh, David Montgomery. Yeah, he's a. I don't know why we don't talk about him more. I guess he's just forgettable. But I know he's, exactly. <laughs> he's he's been solid the last several weeks in fantasy. I believe he's got a nice floor. He's gonna get the ball as long as he's he's healthy. You know, he's yeah. He's the number one back in that offense. The quarterbacks are not. They're not good. So they got to hand the ball off to the running backs. I mean, he's got a nice floor. If he's scoring touchdowns, then you know. He's he's a solid flex play. I think he's an he's he's an RB two for sure in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think he's I think he's a decent player. You know, he he's he's gonna break at least one or two tackles every time. I think um, he's first or second in the decent. league in broken tackles. Yeah, with Mike with Mike Davis, I believe. I think yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's a decent player, man. The thing is with the Bears, like their line, their offensive line just kind of sucks. But Nick Foles, the statue back there, when he gets pressure on him, he's just dumping it off to Montgomery because, you know, three Collins torn ACL, he's on the IR. So Montgomery's been getting some catches in PPR too. I yeah. uh, definitely don't love the player, and I'm not mad that I don't have him on any of my season-long leagues. But you're like you said, I think he's a, you know, he's a decent low-end RB2. Um, one other note for the Bears, um, Mooney, man, the receiver, Mooney, he's interesting as a deep threat. Um, well, he's got to have someone that can actually get him the football. I know, exactly. <laughs> so he's one of these guys where he can, he can get there for 50, 50 yards on a couple of catches, but he's also a cloud of dust. But he's coming in, I think, at 3,700 on DraftKings. So he's just an interesting upside dart throw, you know, that, that we know is getting high or uh, I should say long targets down the field. Yeah. All right, man, let's move on. Next game, we got the Lions at the Vikings. Kind of an ugly NFC North battle here. Lions are three and four. (laughs) Vikings are two and five. Vikings are uh, home favorites, of course, by four points here. Interesting, Matt Stafford's currently on the COVID-19 list. Um, It's expected that he's going to start, I've heard. Um, Lions also can have Kenny Galladay who's been ruled out so that's pretty tough for them we've seen the first I think week one and two Kenny Galladay was out and Lions Lions on offense really struggled man Um, as for the Vikings uh, they're coming off a win against the Packers last week which they look decent Um, Dalvin Cook rushed for four touchdowns man it was just brutal my Packers my Packers yeah they were just completely social distancing against him and, and nobody, nobody would tackle him whatsoever. It was disgusting, but I'm telling you the Packers let him win on purpose. So they couldn't get a generational quarterback. Hey. Chestnut checkers, Brad. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Spin zone. But, but yeah, yeah so I've, I've, I love Dalvin cook, man. Um, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm not glad, but somebody took him over. Uh, Alvin Kamara in one league and my dad's the Vikings fan we were doing that one together and he wanted Dalvin Cook so the guy before him took Dalvin despite him and so we ended up with Kamara but it worked out all right for us but Dalvin looked like a beast last week and I don't know I suspect that this will be much the same and if uh, if Stafford's out this week then I think the Vikings should win this one but um, 
if Stafford plays, it'll it'll be a great game. I guess Chase Daniel can make it a good game, but I don't know. He's the biggest con artist in the NFL, I think. So good for him. Yeah. I love I love him, man. I I just gotta think Stafford plays in this game, man. I think he has to test negative all week, but so far so good. Um you know, as for the Lions, too, the backfield's been interesting. We've slowly seen AP, I think, taking a back seat, man. I saw a stat. The guy hasn't had a rush for over 10 yards, I think, in the last, like, month of the season. Um, DeAndre Swift also leads the Lions' backfield and touches inside the opponent five-yard line. So he's getting those valuable touches near the goal line. So I think better days could be ahead for DeAndre Swift here. It might be a buy-low period. I know the trade deadline's running out, but uh, definitely uh, like DeAndre Swift heading to the future. Um, as for the Vikings, looks like a really good spot for both receivers here, Jefferson and Thielen. Um, as for DFS, while Dalvin Cook, I think, is going to be especially popular, um, I think pivoting off to one of these receivers, uh, especially maybe Thielen, might be a really smart play. Um, we've seen Thielen. He has nine targets inside the end zone this season. Um, that's inside the opponent end zone. So um, it's like if the Vikings get inside the 10, they're, they're running it to Dalvin or they're throwing it to Thielen. So while everyone's on Dalvin, you know, if he has a, a more of a quiet game than people expect, uh, I think it's got to be Thielen or, or even potentially Justin Jefferson as for the, the Vikings offense. So um, that's all I got for this game, man. Any other thoughts on Lions and Vikings here? Uh, TJ Hawkinson's tight end four in points per game. He's uh, been quiet, quietly one of the best tight ends so far this season. Um, I think he'll have another big game, he'll, especially, you know, with Galladay out, whether or not it's Chase Daniel or Matt Stafford back there, I think he's going to get some heavy targets. Um, Good call. You know, Irv Smith Jr., or is he junior or is it just Irv Smith? I don't even I know. I think he's junior. Yep, you got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Irv Smith Jr., is, he's getting some more snap shares for the Vikings. Uh, the last two games, 79% each, and that's, you know, as much as 20, 24% more than before. So um, I think he might be starting to – take over for Kyle Rudolph, but I'm not watching those Vikings games like some people might be. So who knows? They I don't know what the shares looking like, but you know, last couple of games, Irv Smith was on the field a lot more. And a couple of weeks ago against Atlanta, he had a pretty solid game. So I'm excited to see what he can do um, here in this game and in the future. I'd like to see more from him. Yeah, that's a good call. Irv Smith, he, he's an interesting <laughs> player moving forward, young tight end especially because Kyle Rudolph, man, I remember it was, it was shaky that they were even going to bring him back this season. So hard to imagine that he's yeah. with the Vikings much longer, but uh, let's move on, man. I'm excited to talk about this game. We got your Broncos three and four heading to the Atlanta Falcons who are two and six Falcons are actually favored in this game by four points, which I guess isn't too surprising. They're at home. Um, but man, this is kind of one of those ugly, but awesome games that has the potential to shoot out. Um, Calvin Ridley looks like he's probably not going to play with a, a foot strain. Um, but as for the Broncos, looks like Philip Lindsay, he was limited uh, a little bit this week, but I didn't think it was really much doubt that he's going to play. So he should be good to go. No offense, also good to go. Uh, what are your first takeaways on this game, man? You think the Broncos can hang in there and, and 
possibly beat the Falcons here on the road? I'm not worried about them hanging in there. I'm not worried about the Falcons at all. So, I mean, if the Broncos lose, whatever. People are going to make fun of Drew Locke for it, I guess. But I'm excited to see the the game, too. I think it's got a lot of fantasy potential. And um, I'm hoping to see Lindsey um, just finally take over and get the ball. He's clearly better than Melvin Gordon. I know that it's daggers in your heart, but it's true. <laughs> I know it hurts that I was right about Philip Lindsay and Melvin I, Gordon. But I think I agree at this point, I have to say. Lindsay's he's just a beast, dude. He's the heart and soul of that team. And I'm just – I hope – and I'm not – Oh man, like I'll go down to headquarters and I'm gonna have to talk with Elway myself if he lets Lindsay go in favor of Melvin Gordon. I'll lose it. But I guess that's we got a little time before I get too mad about that. Um before you start talking about Drew Locke's league worst completion percentage, like we were talking about before the show started, I'm just gonna throw out that since I actually watched these games. It's been tough to watch because these receivers, they've, they've dropped a lot of passes just in general. And like we were talking about, I saw him drop four touchdown passes in one game. You know, Alberto dropped two of them. Deshaun had a chance for that one. Jerry Judy had let one go through his hands. I mean, so they've, they've had a lot of opportunities, you know, and without Cortland there, who, who would be making all of these plays, in my opinion. Like, he would be making these acrobatic catches that these other guys can't make. Um, Drew Locke's stats wouldn't be nearly as bad, but hopefully he's got a good game going against Atlanta. They, you know, he's got a good matchup going up against this bad defense. So, you know, I think we're going to see a, a heavy dose of Fant this game. He's tied in five in points per game right behind uh, uh, Hawkinson. Love it. So, I don't. I know a lot of people were talking about Albert O kind of taking over and taking <laughs> looks away from yep. Fant, but I just that last week was Fant's first game back from that ankle injury, so I'm just not. You know, I'm not too worried about that. I think we'll see Albert O take a back seat again, and eh, he might, you know, steal a touchdown here and there. But I'm. I think that it's it's going to be back to Fant. He's He's still the guy, and um, I think Drew Locke's going to rely on him heavily again this game. They still have a good connection, so I'm excited to see that. Um, you know, talking about drops, Jerry Judy, he's had some ugly drops this game so or this season, so hopefully this game, uh, I'm ready for the Jerry Judy breakout game. Hopefully he's got 10-plus targets in his future, 100 yards or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah. What do you think Definitely. about this young Broncos offense, man? Definitely high on Noah Fant this week. Um, definitely looking to stack this game. I'll probably have a, a Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy lineup. Um, it's, it's especially easy to bring it back with Julio Jones, you know, to get some positive correlation. Something to keep an eye on for the Broncos, though, I think is whether or not Tim Patrick plays. Um, if he does play, I'll probably shy away from Jerry Judy a little bit. Um, but I'm definitely excited for this game, man. I just think there's going to be some points scored here. Uh, with Calvin Ridley out, I think we can definitely lean on Julio Jones here. 
Uh, Matt Ryan's an interesting play too. I know Denver's secondary hasn't been playing that well lately. I think Matt Ryan at home, you know, I think he's a good bet to score a couple passing touchdowns here. Um, Hayden Hurst is an interesting option too. He scored double digit points in PPR in three straight games. So he's an interesting tight end option that should be pretty low owned this week. Um, and uh, like like we mentioned earlier, Calvin, Calvin Ridley's out. So that leaves, you know, Russell Gage and even potentially Christian, Christian Blake as interesting flyer options, which who are really cheap in DFS. But that's all I got for this game, man. Um, well, actually, one last note. Um, as for Jerry Judy, um, he led the entire NFL in air yards last week. So that's promising, man. Drew Locke's chucking it to him deep. So if they can start to connect, uh, wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Judy's make some big splash plays in the near future here. This is a stout defense. I would honestly not be surprised to see Denver dominate this game. Um, might be a bold statement, but that defense was really – I mean, they were – maybe they were playing more motivated because it was a division game, but the way they were holding and really getting that pressure on Mahomes, um, if they do that to Matt Ryan in that offense, it's not going to be the same outcome as that Chiefs game. Uh, that's what I think. Plus that, like you, Todd Gurley, 100% touchdown dependent. He sucks. I mean – that run defense isn't going to let him do anything. He might sneak a touchdown in there, but he's not going to get any yards this game. Um, so I'm completely fading Todd Gurley in this one. And honestly, I do want to throw out, you said you might fade Judy if Patrick plays. Uh, he's still questionable with that hamstring, and he was limited this week in practice. So even okay. if he is active, I don't think that he'll uh, – I don't think he'll take too much away. It's – Hammies okay. are such a weird injury, man. I don't think it's something that – I don't think he'll overdo it in this game. So, it's something to think about for sure. Okay. Good to know. All right, man, let's move on. We got an ugly, ugly NFC East battle here, man. We got the Giants at the Washington football team here. The Giants are 1-7. The football team's 2-5 and five here. Um, interesting. Daniel Jones is undefeated in his young career against Washington. He's 3-0. and um, I need him to pull off another win so the Giants don't draft his replacement yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No kidding. Uh, in, a little injury note. Uh, DeMonte Freeman, he's been ruled out, so it looks like Wayne Gallman's going to get another uh, spot here, spot start here for the Giants. Yeah, didn't see um, that. Yeah, it looks like Washington D on their line, they have a decent advantage here against the Giants offensive line, who's been pretty weak this season. Um, what are your first takeaways on this game, man? You got anything fantasy-wise? Uh, fantasy-wise, love Terry. You know, Terry McLaurin's the man. Um, yeah. I think we could see a, an Evan Ingram bounce-back game. I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but um, – I think we could see a good game from him. Um, I Like I said, I really need Daniel Jones to start playing well. He needs to stop turning the damn ball over. I think I saw – I literally had to turn off the damn game because I was so mad at myself for drafting him in Dynasty where, like, I saw the stat on the screen when I was watching the game and he said that he had, like, 34 turnovers in his first 20 games. And – this is the most since Brian Leaf, and I almost cried. I was, I was like, turn off the game. 
I was telling my girlfriend, I was, turn off the damn game. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This is making me feel worse and worse. So I just, if the Giants win this game, then hopefully the Washington football team is the one drafting, uh, you know, Justin Fields and not the Giants. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Like you said, yeah, man, I love Terry in this spot. I think, uh, you know, he's just been getting – you know, double-digit targets more weeks than not, and I think he has a good chance, definitely the talent, to roast this Giants secondary in a home game here. Um, interesting uh, to see what Wayne Gallman can do. I think he's an okay spot start here. Um, don't don't love it, but if you're in a pinch, I know there's quite a few injuries and bye weeks going on right now. Uh, Washington, def- or Washington offense, I wanted to touch on. They've really been struggling as a whole to move the ball, though, outside of feeding McLaurin. They're averaging 297 yards a game, which is third lowest in the NFL. So hopefully they can get it going here, maybe against the, the Giants defense here. Uh, but we'll see, man. Looks like quite an ugly game. I don't love many players here. Like you said, Evan Ingram looks like a, a pretty strong tight end play. I think he's, he's struggled a bit and been incons- inconsistent, but – I think uh, we've seen some promising things uh, in the last couple of weeks. He's been starting to get targeted more heavily. And I think Evan Ingram is going to have some, some decent games moving forward here. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, one other thing on the Giants offense that I want to touch on is Sterling Shepard returned a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Daniel Jones, he's been targeting him pretty heavily. I think he has eight catches and then six catches for a total of 14 catches in, in the last couple of weeks. So, um, Daniel Jones, man, he's been getting pressured a lot, so he's been looking for his, you know, intermediate safety valves, and and that's been Sterling Shepard and not Golden Tate, who was just sent down to the practice squad, practice squad after I think complaining about playing time, which is just hilarious because I absolutely cannot stand Golden Tate. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, anything else Shepherd you got? Shepard and Slayton look like they could they could be in for a decent game, man. They've had some solid plays the last few weeks or couple of weeks, I guess. But against this uh, Washington defense, they have, a, I think all, pretty much all of the receivers in these games, both or in this game, both sides have a chance to have a good game. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. But definitely well, Terry, scary Terry's the man. He's definitely the smash spot guy for sure. Absolutely. I think uh, Washington football team, I like their defense as a play this week too but uh that's Save about the it. best for last here Houston at Jacksonville the one in six matchup nice <laughs> yeah so <laughs> let's finish it up we got a, a pair of one and six teams here we got Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars here Houston's favored on the road by seven points here we got a, a rookie making his first start here for the Jags Jake Luton uh, out of or- out of Oregon State in the sixth <laughs> round, man. This could get ugly. Uh, looks like a really good spot for Deshaun in this offense. What are your first thoughts on this game? Well, <laughs> that's my first thoughts, man. But yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it looks like a great opportunity for James Robinson to have a <clears throat> you know a huge workload. Uh, yeah. Problem with that is that. You know that Houston's going to be game planning 100% for for James Robinson. I don't think they're going to worry too much about loot, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'll be surprised if the Texans don't pull this one off, man. Um, 
It's just, a, <clears throat> I don't know. Deshaun Watson's got to have a huge game this week. Uh, yep. I but, think Deshaun can keep it going, man. Since since uh, the Texans fired Bill O'Brien, he's fired off three straight 300-yard passing games. He's also thrown for at least two passing touchdowns and three straight. So I think Deshaun, man, he's been running it on the ground too. He looks like a really, really good play this week. He's at 7,100 on DraftKings. Definitely love him in DFS, and he looks like a really strong play in season long. I think you got to feel really good if you have him in, in dynasty or season long, this, especially yeah. this week. Um, you can obviously pair him up with Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks in tournaments. Uh, Brandon Cooks has quietly had seven, at least seven catches in three consecutive games. And Cooks we, look good. Yeah, man, he's kind of had a, a sudden re, a sudden resurgence here, knock on wood. That, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I, I, I think I'll have some shares of him in, in DFS this week. I think he's only at like 5,500 um, DraftKings, so that's that's pretty darn cheap. So he's definitely affordable, and at that price, he's getting the volume, like I said, with those seven catches in three straight games. And uh, he's got that big playability too. So I think he's a really strong play this week. Um, also for the Texans offense, David Johnson, uh, he's been getting the volume, man. Uh, can't lie about that. He's been, you know, steadily getting over 15 touches and he's in a really good spot this week. So wouldn't be surprised if DJ has one of his better games of the season. Although I, I won't lie, I, I don't think I've ever played him in DFS this entire year, and I'm not really sure I will. Just because when I'm playing running backs in DFS, I really want them to have that 30-point upside. upside ceiling, <laughs> and, I, and I don't quite think that he offers that. So um, as for me, I, I shy away from him, but he does offer, I think, a, a decent floor, you know what I mean, this week. So anything else yeah. you got on this game, man? I think uh, – you know, Jags have got to lean on Jerome. Uh, I always James Robinson. I always like to call him Jerome for some strange reason, but I think they're going to lean on Robinson, man. And he looked he's looked good. I think you know he's been a top five fantasy running back surprisingly, and he's an undrafted guy, which is just crazy. So I think you know you got to ride with Robinson this week, and anybody sure. else on the Jags, um, I'm not so sure about, but I do think nobody's going to be on DJ Chark this week. And I think he's a really interesting tournament cheap play that in this game environment, um, I don't know. I think it only, he's the kind of guy that only takes like one or two catches, you know, to go 110 yards and a touchdown. So, um, so what exactly makes, you know, what's GPP and what exactly makes Chark a great play for a GPP? Essentially that, nobody's really going to be on him in this spot. And when you're playing in tournaments, basically with a lot of people, a big thing is you, you want to be scoring points where other people aren't scoring points. That's, you know, the only way that you can climb up the leaderboard where you can gain leverage on the field. So I think if you're like playing, you know, Deshaun Watson, you're really high on him, you know, he's in a great matchup, going to, you know, keep this going and you're going to play Will Fuller and stack him up. Um, a lot of people I think are going to make sense to play Robinson, but I think DJ Chark in like a game environment that you might be stacking makes a lot of sense. And in tournaments, you, you might want to play him because nobody's going to be on him. And, and if he has one of those big games, he's also cheap. So he's giving you the ability to pay up at, at other positions. And let's say if you're, if you're playing somebody like DJ Chark, who almost nobody else is playing, then you can get then you, you can play a safer guy like you know Dalvin Cook where 
you know, like 40% of the field might be on Dalvin Cook, but that's okay. You can get, uh, you can play a really popular play if you're getting different somewhere else. And like, if you're playing in a 50-50 or what we would call a cash game, I don't think DJ Chark is a very good play. You know what I mean? Just because he's so volatile. And in cash games, you're just trying to finish in the top 50% of the, of the competition. So you're not necessarily looking for a boomer bust player like DJ Chark, but if you're playing in a tournament, then you're not, you know, getting like 12 points from a guy doesn't always do you very well. So, you know. So DJ, even with the guy like Jake Luton back there throwing the football, you still think Chark's a good play? I mean, if he's going to be on the field running routes for four <laughs> quarters, um, there's the question mark of Jake Luton, you know, obviously I don't think he's very good, but no, we've seen DJ Chark make plays, you know, if, like I said, all it takes is a couple of plays. And um, I do think the Texans are going to play well. And I think the Jags are going to be in catch up mode for pretty much the entire game. Um, I think they're going to obviously try to be running the ball. I think uh, Robinson's going to get 20 touches, but um, obviously I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be playing Chark like aggressively, but I think, you know, I might, if I'm playing Deshaun, especially in a lineup, DJ Chark makes sense to me as a contrarian bring back option this week. All right, cool. You want to do a quick uh, DraftKings lineup? Yeah, man, sounds good. So we worked our way through the the noon slate. Connor and I were going to go back and back and forth on a couple, uh, actually on one DraftKings lineup, and we're going to enter this lineup in a single entry lineup on DK, and. I'm excited, man. Let's get started. Do you want to go first or you want me to kick it off? Mm. All right, you go. My phone's right. loading. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So I usually like to to start it off at quarterback um, just kind of mentally because I, when I'm building a lineup, I especially in a tournament lineup, lineup like we're doing, I, I want to build in some correlation. So I'm immediately thinking of a game that I can target with, you know, a higher total um, that I can pair up a quarterback and a high volume receiver. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to look, uh, take a quarterback to start it off. Um, and really what I'm, the first game that we're looking at here is obviously, you know, the Seahawks and the Bills, which I think has the potential to blow up a little bit. Um, also, Justin Herbert's really interesting here at home, who's just been going off in a really good matchup against the Raiders. Um, this is tough, man, but I think we're going to go ahead and let's get a little bit different here. And I'm going to go Justin Herbert here at 6,800. I think he's going to be pretty low owned because I think obviously most people are going to be on Russ. Or Deshaun there at 7,100. Kind of like Josh Allen here, but all right, let's do it. You like Josh Allen? Yeah, a little bit different. And then we can – ooh, I like that too. Okay. I mean, he's still the best running back on that team. <laughs> I love it, dude. Josh Allen makes a lot of sense here. I love that play. You go on Herbert or Allen? Let's go Allen. Let's plug in Allen. I like it. And then uh, let's let's head to the running backs here. Um, anybody that you think Oof. is a must here, I think uh, 
Makes a lot of sense here to plug in Chase Edmonds at 6,800. I was about to say Edmonds, too. Either him, James Robinson, or both. Let's plug in Edmonds here. So we got Allen and Edmonds. And uh, you like Robinson here at 7,000. Well, I like all these running backs. You know, Dalvin Cook against Detroit. Ugh. Yeah. Think about that one. Too much money. I mean, we can't argue with that. I don't. I honestly don't hate it. You want to play? He, sometimes go you just got to. Sometimes you just got to play the best plays. Let's go ahead. Let's plug in Dalvin Cook. That means we're definitely gonna have to pay down at receiver, but I think we we can definitely find some value. So, all right, right now we got Josh Allen, Chase Edmonds, Dalvin Cook, three studs for sure. Um, I'm thinking at receiver, man. Maybe we just pay down and, and get Smokey Brown in there. Get some, yes. cor- get some correlation I'm with so Josh glad you, Allen. That's exactly what I was thinking was John Brown. All right, let's go. So let's get Smokey Brown in there. A nice, cheap, positive correlation play. All right, so now we got Josh Allen, Chase Edmonds, Cook, and Brown. We got two wide receiver spots, a flex, a tight end, and a defense. Um, I'm thinking, this is just kind of me spitballing, but if we want to try to – get up to like lock it, you know, another piece in, in that Seattle Buffalo game, then we're going to have to pay down at the flex. Um, one guy that's is interesting is Justin Jackson. Any thoughts on him? He's 4,900. Yeah. That's super a... cheap. And he's gotten, I think at least 18 touches in two out of the last three games in a home matchup against the Raiders. Yeah. That's, it's not a bad, uh, uh, bad dart throw there. I was thinking maybe well, are we already on uh, flex or what? I mean, we still have two wide receiver spots. Left I kind of like Judy here. He's forty seven hundred, and he's got that Falcons matchup. Just as okay. What do you okay. think? I know we don't have a lot of correlation there, but that's a lot. I don't know. Well, I don't mind Judy, and maybe we can um, just as a little mini correlation. Maybe you know, maybe Hurst makes sense at tight end just to kind of pad our lineup with a little more correlation here. So let's, let's see what that would leave us. So let's, let's take They're a look both at pretty Judy. cheap 47 and 41. Okay. So let's take a look at Judy here and then got Hurst at 41. Like you said, okay. And you were thinking, uh, uh, Justin Jackson and the flex. It was a thought, but if we're paying down here with Judy and Hurst, let's go ahead at receiver. Um, what do you think about getting a little bit more action in that Seattle-Buffalo game and, and getting Lockett in this lineup? Sure. If you think we can throw that, make that work, let's do it. Okay, so I think we got, we got Lockett here, and that leaves us with 7,800 total. So let's see here what I mentioned before with Jackson. Let's see if what that would leave us here then. All right. So if we, like we said, we're trying to leave about 3000. So if we have Justin Jackson at the flex, that will leave us about 2,900 and some with, uh, you know, some flexibility there at defense too. Ooh, yeah. We could get, I know you like to leave it blank, but Cardinals at, uh, or Miami at Arizona, so I like that a lot. Yeah, Cardinals two, defense to a to a first road start, big letdown spot after that big win heading across the country. Yeah, 
I think Cardinals are in a really good spot here. Um, just to recap, man, I like this lineup, man. All right. We got Josh Allen and the John Brown stack to kick it off. Running backs, Chase Edmonds and Dalvin Cook. And then also we got Jerry Judy and Tyler Lockett from that, that also game stack. Hayden Hurst and then Justin Jackson at the flex. Uh, Justin Jackson's kind of wild card, man, but I I think you, if you can get a running back under 5K who's catching passes and uh, has a shot to get goal line work, I think, uh, you know, Kelly's kind of been relegated to like the third down role. Um, yeah, he hasn't been doing anything. Man, I legit, this is, I think, my favorite lineup that you and I have built together, for sure. It's a good one, I think. We'll see, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, man. Anything else before we head on out here? Yeah, actually, um, I do want to say something. I doubt anybody would still be listening at this point, but you know what? If they are, um, doing the whole Movember thing. So, you know, just to raise a little bit of awareness for men's mental health and destigmatizing the whole whole thing about men seeking help and and actually being human beings with emotions and shit like that. So. You know, I know people say that women are super emotional and all that, and guys are not, but I don't think I could disagree anymore. I think guys just bottle that shit up, and then we are miserable, and then explode and take it out on people that we love and care about, and I don't know. I think there's a lot to a lot of work to do, so um, just a little, little bit of awareness. I'm, I'm not really committed to the whole thing with just the mustache and everything. I look like a thumb, so I didn't shave off my beard. But um, if if anyone is interested in helping out, you know, donating, spreading awareness, whatever it is, um, you can go to my Twitter profile. It's pinned at the top of my page. Uh, you can click on that thread, read some stats, uh, click on my Movember profile, and, and you could think about donating there um it gives you increments of like 25 dollars, but you don't need to do that you could enter a custom amount it, donate a dollar 50 cents whatever helps you know um but let's uh let's help each other out us dudes start it, man. Uh, yeah man let's uh let's destigmatize the whole uh whole thing and just get everybody the help that they need and yeah, man. So go to my Twitter profile at Connor Shears and uh, can donate that way. It's the easiest way since I can't, <clears throat> the link is all weird, but yeah. <laughs> Love it, man. Well said. Well said. Always great to raise awareness for that, man. I know um, I have a family member that definitely deals with that. So that's near my family and near my heart. So appreciate you shouting that out. It's always great to raise awareness for that. Um, well, man, good luck this weekend. This has been a great episode. As And for Connor Shears, I'm Brad George. You can find me on Twitter at FFCheesehead. And you can find Connor on Twitter at Connor Shears. That's C-O-N-N-E-R-S-H-E-A-R-S. Thanks for listening to the Fighting Chance Fight for the Mic podcast. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody.